Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, March 18th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, with 600 days until the midterm elections, we're asking the question, what do Republicans stand for? Number two, Mo Brooks is running for Alabama Senate. And number three, we're going to talk a little bit about the Capitol and how it's having a tough time getting back to normal. Hint, hint, it all comes down to partisanship. All right, Jake, the number one story of the day in Punchbowl News AM, we break it down. You know, it's really interesting because Republicans for so long stood for fiscal discipline, a strong military, and right now they're really kind of in murky waters about what they stand for. Yeah, you know, this this stood out to us uh, as we've been reporting the last couple of days, which is what does this party stand for? Uh, I mean, on every single topic, fiscal discipline, as you said, the military, trade policy, um, you know, cult of personality. I mean, the party has absolutely no uh, North Star. And, and I, I just think that that is, you know, we are a long way away from Election Day, obviously, as we note the 600 something day, 600 days exactly on the I know, nose. Are you going to start? A, are you uh, going to start a countdown clock here? <laughs> yeah, no countdown clocks here, although I think we can put a countdown clock in the newsletter, but I'll spare everybody that. Um, I just think that, you know, I, I think that uh, it's not a problem right now because the party is just so is just an opposition party at the moment to uh, Joe Biden and to the Democratic Congress. And that could be OK. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just it's 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 notable, I think, to me, and I, I'm, I'm sure in part to you, that this is a party that 11 years ago when when you and I started, you know, started covering this together, stood for a lot of principles, although principles that many people might agree, disagree with, but they were principles, right? They they were fiscally conservative. They were, you know, not about government picking winners and losers. And and maybe that was all BS. I don't know. But, but clearly it was at least partially BS because they've now they've now reversed all of those all of those positions. So I just found it a little bit a little bit interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing to think about, too, is, you know, we've really been in the shadow of Donald Trump. Right. For the past four years, the Republican Party kind of had to mold itself in his stead. And he wasn't a true, you know, long term Republican. He had been a Democrat before, was very didn't care about, you know, writing big checks to spend money on things. But it's also things like health policy. There's things like that that have been very thorny for Republicans, even before Donald Trump, where they said that they were going to put forward and pass an Obamacare replacement. That's been 11 years. We're still waiting. You look at science. Republicans were once strong supporters of institutions like the CDC and NIH. And now, you know, the party in, in large part sees scientists as quacks and polls show that something approaching 40 percent of self-identified Republicans are hesitant about taking this COVID-19 vaccine. Crazy. And by the way, you know, we, we noted the other day in, in one of our editions that you know, there are three senators, Republican senators who haven't taken the vaccine. Rand Paul, who had the virus. Who is a doctor. Um, he's a doctor. Um, Mike Braun of Indiana and Rick Scott of Florida. Rick Scott uh, gave a confusing um, uh kind of explanation here, saying he needed to talk to his doctor. Then he was asked, well, is your doctor advising that you don't do it? And he said he's just consulting with. No, I'm just consulting with my doctor. 
those don't line up to me and it's just a, it's a it's a it's a on the whole very strange all right let's move on to the number two story of the morning mo brooks he is a hardline conservative republican uh who is going to be running for senate and if you wondered what part of the party he is a member of we have we got a look at a new flyer for an event wednesday night announcing a campaign rally and announcement uh, in Huntsville. And who is he appearing with? None other than former Trump advisor Stephen Miller. Yeah. And, and by the way, remember, uh, Mo, Stephen Miller has a lot of experience in Alabama. He was a top aide to Jeff Sessions for many years before he before he went to the White House to work with with Donald Trump. Uh, Mo Brooks came into the to the House in 2010 as a Tea Party Republican in the Tea Party Revolution. And um, he has been, you know, he was one of those people who was actually a who was a big conservative until obviously Donald Trump got into the White House and became a um, a Trump first Republican, which uh, much of the party has become, um, you know, the Mo Brooks strain of the Republican Party um, is is pretty heavy in, in Alabama, I would imagine. And but the, it's going to be a very crowded primary. Um, the Republican Party does have a favorite. They do have candidates that they want to win. Katie Boyd Britt, who's a former chief of staff to uh, the retiring Richard Shelby, whose seat this is currently who, who you know who currently holds the seat is a favorite um, and a favorite of a lot of people in the Republican leadership. John Merrill is secretary of state of Alabama. You know, there's a bunch of people who who could get in the mix here. Now, I would I would say that Republicans are going to hold this seat. Democrats are, could spend some money here and try to make it interesting if they have the right candidate. It's not going to work. All right. And the other thing I thought was really interesting here is we have some news that Joe Trippi is starting a super PAC aimed at defeating Republicans who voted against certifying the election of Joe Biden, This, which Mo Brooks is one of. Uh, the effort is called Operation 147. Uh, you know, to me, it's interesting. Democrats are going to spend some money on this. But a lot of these members that voted against certification come from Places like Mo Brooks does, which are, you know, staunchly Republican, very conservative districts where that vote is applauded. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say uh, <laughs> I don't understand this. I hate to tell you <laughs> I don't get this. I think this is a this is one of those things where you just wonder if the pack is doing it to make some money, uh, if the principals are doing it to make some money, frankly. Um, uh, th this super PAC is the 147 Republicans, as you kind of indicated, are um, from conservative districts across America where they're not looking at Joe Trippy for a cue here. Um, I would say that this is not going to be a successful effort. It's kind of a goofball effort. Um, and I would imagine, frankly, that a lot of Democrats would prefer that um, uh, Democratic energy goes to protect the House, not to uh, go against people like Andy Biggs and Josh Hawley. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Getting back to normalcy in the Capitol, we're seeing some hitches there, uh, to say the least, in terms of, you know, what's going to happen in this kind of post-vaccine era. And there's a couple stories. The Post has a story. Politico has a story on this. And basically, like a lot of things these days, it all boils down to partisanship. 
That's right. And and listen, I, I would say this, that the, Melanie Zanona and Sarah Ferris, our former colleagues at Politico, have a um, have an have this interesting story, as you note, about what it's going to take to get back to normal and the partisan nature of the debate about getting back to normal. You know, listen, the Capitol is still a covid hot zone. The things that that they want, the things that they want um, uh, uh the Democratic majority to do include, you know, compressing the vote times. It takes 45 minutes to an hour to, to do a vote these days. A vote series could last up to three hours. It's a huge time suck. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of consternation about the slow pace with which the Capitol has gotten back to its normal business. I mean, we are still in the middle of a massive uh, pandemic, which we shouldn't forget about. Um, and, but I will say this, there are more people right now, more, more, um, members of Congress and congressional aides that could get the vaccine. I think yesterday the, the institution announced that there were, um, uh, I think that four or five more people from every congressional office could get vaccinated. That's a big deal. More people vaccinated, the safer it is. And, um, so that's going to hasten this this return to normal. But of course, it's a partisan issue. Republicans are not happy about how how slow or how fast the beds how you look uh, at the situation. Democrats are, are trying to get back to normal. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.